the living geek. Hello and welcome to Vampow TV, your one-stop recap of superheroes. We are back with the holiday episode because everything's on break and it makes me sad. So we're just stuck, you know, well, not slumming because it's Luke Cage time. Luke Cage. I'm your host, Kenneth. And around the table, we have special, not even guest host, just host-ish, Malia. The villain. Host-ish with the most-ish. Crushed it. So Malia, Beatrice. Yes, hello. We are cold, but Luke Cage is hot. Yeah, it's true. And Monica. I would like you to never start another one of our episodes in that Barry Manilow. <laughs> that voice, voice was great. I'm... It is not NLCLG After Dark. I'm going to use that voice hello. for the entire episode now. <laughs> Especially when He's talking about Mike Coulter. He's going to get excited and be like, well, yeah. you can use in a, a sexy voice to talk about Mike Coulter. I know I do. It's true. <laughs> so before we jump into Luke Cage, though, okay. <laughs> let's talk about what uh, Marvel put out, which is... Is a six-episode mm-hmm. miniseries about Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo slingshot. Yep, up on the web. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. It's all free. It was great. And yeah, it was. I very wish nice. they would have called it something more related to a Yo-Yo instead of a different child toy, like <laughs> call it the they're, cat's cradle or something. They're, they're going to have another. I think it has to do with her powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except then you confuse Kenneth, and he thinks that she always has to go back to I her starting position. I don't understand how her powers work, apparently. <laughs> it's like the Flash. She just doesn't explain it very well. Well, it was, nope. it was She's crazy. literally nope. the Flash. Nope. Wow. In very short bursts, apparently. A heartbeat. Also, a lot. No, she can do it as far as the Flash can do it. She just has to do it like what she can see. So, not as far as the Flash can do it. Yes. But also in a heartbeat. No, she doesn't have to do it in a heartbeat. She can travel... Honestly, right. I don't remember how her powers work anymore. It's been too long since they explained it. I just remember that she can run really fast. Yeah. Um, but we got to see uh, like a flashback to her and Daisy, which was, which was fun. Um, I love Daisy. Yeah, parts that were not a part of the TV show, which was very nice explaining how we got at the beginning of this season and what might have started Yo-Yo stealing the drugs for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Daisy helped yeah, her out. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. otherwise she would have gotten is- disintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> And is still helping her out. Cause. I also liked the little piece in the very first episode where she's just talking to Coulson and we get a little bit of like Coulson quitting and then mm-hmm, we meet the director mm-hmm. and, you know, he's still charming as shit and all excited. And <laughs> yeah. It was nice. Also, like this, it was just nice little scenes with all the characters we love. She had a scene mm-hmm. with Coulson and she had a scene with May where like it seemed like she was in trouble, but she was mostly in trouble for not being a good enough spy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was great. That was May's great. like, I'm May's not, not angry. I'm, I'm oh, she, oh my God. Yeah, she, May was like, her dad right yeah, there. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Which is the mm-hmm. worst. Is I like uh, the team of secret agents. The, why don't you guys move out? And she's like, oh yeah, a place with the with nook. With breakfast nook. Yeah. And, and then, then he's that like, comes in be obsessed. later on yeah. when she and Daisy ties. meet where the breakfast nook is. And she's like, man, I wish I knew this was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, and we got the the piece with Mac uh, asking her out, uh-huh. which explains how why she's why so she's mad so at him. Mad at him at the beginning of this season, which I would also be angry if I mean she's a Latina, hot, so. <laughs> built ass man like that asked me out and then immediately bailed. Mm-hmm. Just rude. I liked her little pop up onto her tiptoes to kiss him on the cheek because he's so tall, so tall. She was probably also in a box because he's. Really tall. I know. Like, I feel like them yeah. in the hallway yeah. was just there's no tiptoes doing that with people who are that like different in height. But then when they do close talking and they're somehow like yeah, and you're like one of them is standing second. on a box. Yeah. 
and Otherwise, it's usually, it would just be like it's the not top the tall person. It's the tall person, and then it's even worse. <laughs> it's like the top of her head in the scene, and the bottom of his jaw mm-hmm. in the scene, and like that's all. Good. I am curious. Would be curious to go back to the first episode and see like how long had passed in between them leaving Mac, going on this special mission, asking her out on a date, and then reconnecting. Yeah, it's like, bro, you asked me out six it months ago. A what a few up? months. Yeah, before, and it's like, well, how many is a few? One, yeah, two. Also, I, I want to know how one. Daisy lost her gauntlets between this flashback and the beginning of the season. I yeah. assume in all of her running around, they broke. Yeah, well. Take better care of the crap that keeps your bones from falling apart. God, I'm so glad she's back on the team. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Such a anymore. garbage storyline. Like her, yeah, her whole arms are just gonna rot from the inside and yeah. fall off. I miss Rob. Aw, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you did get Robbie, Ooh. so that we should we should take away. a quick second to read uh, this excerpt from Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where uh, she gained the ability to travel at superhuman speeds for the length of a single heartbeat before snapping back to her original place. That doesn't make any sense the way that they film her now. We can also uh, read this other page <laughs> where... Um, oh, wait. Both her arms are replaced with prosthetics. Huh. Interesting. Apparently, it's from the comic. Um, <laughs> Yo-Yo has bionic arms? Yeah, apparently. Interesting. Uh, superhuman speed, duration, one heartbeat, uh, returning point from which she... Started. I guess that makes sense why they call her Yo-Yo then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You're right. All right. I get back. Yes. Also, heartbeat. I was right. Yeah. Yes. I was remembering this. I just remember the fight scene where she was like all over the place. All over the place. It, I think they've taken some liberties, liberties with her powers. Well, you know, maybe she's getting faster. So inside the space of a heartbeat, she's at like goes like point zero 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 whatever is per of a second mm-hmm. is like how fast she moves. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a heartbeat for her is like five minutes. Oh yeah, no, she moves hella fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for embarrassing me, Kenneth. I wonder if um if we were getting confused about the there's a girl on the Flash who can go anywhere that she can see that she can teleport. Um, Maybe that's oh, what I yeah. was it could be. Yeah, that was the one that broke the guy out of jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was cool. Anyway. Yeah. I like these little shorts, and I miss them from between movies. We haven't really done one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a while, actually, they, they haven't did done the any Thor of them one, since. But they didn't put it on a movie. They just like put it up on the web oh i forgot that one was great i actually yeah. haven't seen it yet oh what we should watch it? that after this uh what what thor was Spoilers? doing during no, civil like war it. no uh, it was just what he was doing instead of being at civil war yeah <laughs> he was hiding out in australia he found a roommate yeah gotcha it was, it was really cute but i think the last one they like did have seen it. before that was the one on iron man 3 oh in the jail with hammer Justin yeah hammer. oh yeah mm-hmm. which is interesting because they pretty directly referenced uh the real mandarin and then nothing's come of that and i, I thought that would grow into yeah, be more me of a too. thing mm-hmm. well the problem is like they're done making iron man moves yeah so. really yeah oh they're gonna oh, yeah. do the three and then he's just gonna be in the avengers i think technically i think he's supposed to be done at the end of avengers three part wow like and then they're just not gonna do tony stark stories anymore because they have a whole new cadre of right. superheroes. Yeah. They'll probably put him on the bench for like 10 years and then uh-huh. recast and do, like, what's Tony been up to? Yeah. Okay. Plus, yeah. interesting. Robert Downey Jr. is hella he's expensive pretty, for Marvel. He's he expensive at this point. Also, he's pretty old. You yeah. You yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's also diligently fighting for others to get as much money as it's because he signed, what, that great deal that got him paid all merchandise and blah, 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 blah. That well, he got a percentage cut versus yeah. everyone else getting a flat rate. Which, what were we talking about? It was like 
Oh, Logan. Logan. For Logan, um, Hugh Jackman took a pay cut. So oh, they yeah. Get R-rated. Oh. And we were like, he should definitely get like a piece of merch and a piece of the back end for that. I'm hyped for Logan, that dude. Right? So My good. My God. I'll tell you, though, you could make any piece of shit movie look great to me by putting that song in the trailer, mm-hmm. and I would, be, I would be hyped for it. <laughs> we but, were talking about this. It's mm-hmm. all about, we saw like four trailers in a row of movies we weren't that interested in or hadn't seen yet, but all of them we got hyped for because of the song choice. Dude, music can play me it's like a harp string. Nuts. Oh, yeah. Like, I True. was absolutely not interested in the Assassin's Creed movie, which sucks because I like that game, but I hate Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, also, I think it's a stupid idea, like, why make whatever. Um, and so, the first couple trailers were pretty dumb, but then the, the second trailer, or second trailer that came out has a kick-ass song, mm-hmm. and I watched it, and by the end, and I was like, like, God, God damn, it. damn it. I'm going to watch this. Okay. I'm going to pay for fucking money <laughs> oh, i'm super susceptible to it they i remember a couple of years ago they had some terrible comedy about an election with i think will ferrell in it oh and um zach galifianakis yeah but they had a they had a black keys song yes and it looked so good and i was like shit man i'm hyped for this dumb movie <laughs> it's all about song choice it's true yep anyway okay so, yeah, that was super a- fun i hope i really hope they do more yeah since they you know brutally ripped away peggy carter from us well, and they're, they're introducing so many characters who we don't get to spend enough time with. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, of areas they Do could go into. Do we still have our, like, metal guy? Maybe we could have um, a six-episode thing with him. Or we haven't did. even seen him this Joe. year. John. Oh, uh, the guy who could James control metal. Schmidt. He was, he's like, uh, he melted, he melts metal. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He was great. He has a boy. He was the L.A. bass guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's still alive. Yeah, because he was part of a uh, Secret Warriors, and then yeah. they just haven't really just haven't done, done anything, anything with, with it. Yeah. yeah. So if they if they they want to do like mini Netflix where they do a yo-yo short and then they do a short with that guy, mm-hmm. that'd be and sick. Then they do like a Secret Warriors team up. Joey, his name is Joey. Joey, mm. that's it. That'd be cool. Like, what if they had like a like five or six of them and then did like you said a Secret Warriors six mm-hmm. just little six little blur. Six, that'd be so much. Minutes. I would like. A little like bit that. longer than what we got with the uh, slingshot and yo-yo because we we just watched it and it was done and yeah it was, yeah, like, it was like thirty yeah twenty eight thirty minutes no, I don't know I mean that that seemed to me like a like a like a, a long enough time to tell a story mm-hmm. and then move on um, I think it would depend I on liked what you wanted it. to also, do also like the the cost is down if you do it mm-hmm. short True. like that they they probably shot that whole thing in one day oh mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean yeah. and they can do it like when yo when those characters aren't filming. That day, they can just get together real quick, make this thing, and then uh-huh. go back well, yeah, And then, since they, they filmed it all in established sets, yeah. they could make it for real cheap. So if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm down for it being about that length, if they can keep costs down and give us more material, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'd rather I'd rather have more of them. Mm-hmm. Probably the most expensive shot in there was the Quinjet taking off because they had the CG. Whole- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I said this when Unless we were watching. Unless they but- just reused a Quinjet taking off. Oh yeah, they could have oh, just done yeah, that too. That. <laughs> um, I always forget how big the shield base is until oh, like, we go to yeah. the hangar and you see like a like, and that's not a Quinjet. That's the Zephyr. That's the bus. Right, right. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, they I assume have those bases all over the globe. I guess the too. bus is dead, huh? This is the bus too. Did we blow up the bus? I think they blew up. I don't remember. God. Yeah, because they've been watching to call the show. The bus, and then now it's the Zephyr. So I think I think they blew up. See, I thought the Zephyr was the yeah. smaller ship that attached to the. Oh, bus. you're right. They are flying to the bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he said he was going to be living on the Zephyr, and he was sure Mac wasn't going to fit. I think uh, they blew up the bus. Okay, I've, I've been watching the show for a million I years. Think they I can't did. Oh, What's his name? Do bad things to it. Uh, Ward. Ward. Yeah. Oh, I maybe feel like they blew Ward destroyed it. 
Mm-hmm. Fucking Ward. Didn't Ward take it for a little while? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we blew it out of the sky because Ward was on it. Oh, was it Evil Alien Ward? Yeah. Mm. I don't remember. Cthulhu Ward. <laughs> I'm, I'm apparently terrible at referencing past seasons. See, this is why I and take notes because I can't remember shit. All right. So, yep. main event. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Be going over first three episodes tonight mm-hmm. and just a kind of hip, all of them at once, I assume. Or do we want to try to break up per episode? Um, how organized do we? Have you met us? Yeah, so we should probably just do all of them. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to keep it straight. Just thoughts and feelings. So my, my number one thought, yes, he's very uh, pretty. His number skin one is thought, perfect. He's, he's so handsome. His so voice pretty. is great. So tall, so broad, so hot. Mm. <sighs> and that's the episode, yep. guys. Oh, cool. All Thank you for listening. Episodes. We'll be back next week. Uh, I love how Marvel Netflix shows always have to have some extended hallway fight scene. <laughs> There's like three things they need. They know what's up. There's three things they need. They need Turk. Um, Did he show up in Jessica Jones? No, but he was in in Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. They need Turk. What was the other thing? It was Claire. Turk, Claire, and an extended hallway (laughs) fight scene. Nice. We don't have Claire yet, though. I mean, oh. Oh. Spoilers. Jeez. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) She was in all the marketing material. Yeah. That's true. So one thing I, like, right off the bat that I really like about this that I lamented daredevil didn't do was harlem felt like one of the characters in this character. show yes. yeah because in daredevil it's it hard to give a heartbeat. shit about like his city if you never see yeah Hell's you don't Kitchen. you don't see you them don't interacting see, with right, it and living see in them it living in the city you see the bar and you see the office and then you see alleyways but in harlem you get alleyways yeah harlem you get the park and you get the atticus building and you get the barber shop and the street mm-hmm. outside and um and the club even just walking the club, down the yeah, street Luke, and having people around exactly. there's like a scene in the first episode where luke is just walking down the street in Harlem and interacts with people on the street and you can tell it's a community and they mm-hmm. there are faces and you care about them. Yeah. Like or with, his little Asian restaurant where mm-hmm. he like lives above and eats at and I was thinking about when he's uh he's canvassing and looking for Chico and how just seeing him interact with everybody on the street really makes mm-hmm. it feel like a community. Yeah. I, I love him and Pops, like, sitting outside of the barber shop. Yeah, eating a sandwich, yeah. chilling, talking, getting the flashbacks. Yes, in the flashback, it was very, like, centered on the Pops. characters themselves no. and Pop. Um, but but, you, but the, it was different enough. You could tell it was Harlem when it was a little more dangerous mm-hmm. than it is now. Well, and stuff like that, showing how, how Pops has grown with this neighborhood really adds another a layer, another yeah. dimension Well, and it really helps to support the claim of... The, Pops' shop is Switzerland, and people mm-hmm. respect mm-hmm. him and it. And before, you're like, that's weird. Why would they give a shit? But it's because this guy came from here. He was a brawler. He came out better, and he chose not to do it. So he has connections on both sides. It makes sense that he's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just a nice Even little way that, to show like, that. He knew what bad things were going on, didn't rat out his friends. Right. So, yeah. So he's on both sides. And it was, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it was just a really great way to show us that rather yeah. than yeah. telling us like his shop is it was this. weird though seeing that flashback with him and cottonmouth being friendly decent well I, not even friendly but decently same aged and then in present times like it looks like there's Fun. a 25 oh, year actually, split dude actually if you you might you should watch it again just because like it's very for me um pop seemed like he was like 28 29 and, Cotton- oh. and cottonmouth is... was only like 19 okay maybe that's so part it might of it just then. be that like 
you can hand wave it as because he went to prison, he aged a little uh-huh. faster More. than Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's just been like chilling in his three piece suits running that club. Yeah. And, and that's fair. Okay. Yeah, and also just the way that Pops dresses versus the way Cottonmouth dresses. I mean, if, if Pops went to the trouble of putting, like, on, putting yeah. on a suit and getting all dolled up, he might look 10 years younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we see you now in this tank top and then we see you in a suit and we're like, oh, he looks good now. Right <laughs> I now. I look great right now. All right. Can we focus? <laughs> I really liked this idea that the reason Cottonmouth has so much respect for Pops and Pops kind of sees where Cottonmouth is coming from is because they ran the streets together once. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he knows that he's a bad dude, but at the same time, he gets why. Like, he has that history. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a really well done in this show, and I wish they had done it in Daredevil. They did it more in Jessica Jones. Like, there were so many more street-level scenes in Jessica Jones, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that. A takeaway from this is in the inevitable season three of Daredevil, we see, we see Hell's, Hell's Kitchen more. Show us why yes. you value this tiny neighborhood. Show yeah. us why you're fighting so hard for it. Well, and I'm, I'm such a sucker for the, the vigilante stories where the community really sides with the vigilante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love those. I, I love any time we, we get to see um, the, the, the vigilante I really embraced by their neighborhood. And I, I would like to see that more from Daredevil. I mean, because we, we hear a lot about how the cops are corrupt and, you know, the gov- local government mm-hmm. is corrupt. So I would like to hear more from people who live down the street from Matt saying, well, maybe I don't agree with Daredevil's tactics, but he seems to really be making this place yeah, safe. Yeah, at right. least someone is looking out for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. You said the whole, like, on Daredevil, they talk about the cops being corrupt. And they don't really... They don't really show us that on Daredevil. They just tell us. But then on this show, you see Mariah, who is a government official, dealing under the table with her crooked brother. And then Mm -hmm. by the end of the... Cousin. Cousin. By the end of the third episode, we find out one of the cops is dirty and is Mm -hmm. working. And so it's just like... Whoever wrote and put together this show, like Luke Cage, is doing Mm -hmm. what should have been done for Daredevil. And it's nice that the show starring a black man and mostly about black people is done so much better mm-hmm. it's nice i feel like season one of daredevil they did show the dirty cops like especially when she was in the um room whose girl of the three karen karen was in the room getting interviewed um, oh yeah like, they did two... have those okay, it was the, right. yeah it was yeah, those two specifically then, like, were pretty when he shifty was in the <laughs> well, um, we, we get... warehouse also like the guy got the call on the radio and he's like don't do it you don't want to be a part of them you don't want to be a part of that life you know they you see me here and i'm whatever i think he was like beaten down at the time and he's like know that i'm not a bad guy and yeah i forgot so, about that there was a bit in the I, first yeah, season I, not second i feel like the the best way that they showed that in season one was uh the 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 comparison of their cop friend mm-hmm. versus all the rest of the cops and now all we don't see is his their cop friend yeah I which feel, which so. which is good for the cop friend who will eventually be president but um <laughs> i swear to god halfway through season three he's gonna be inaugurated yeah <laughs> but we 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 don't we haven't seen as much um except for the very beginning like um th- with the the cops around frank um but we see some of the way that the oh, cops where they like like frank and they don't the ones who are like, we don't understand why we're tracing this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Luke Cage is better than Daredevil. I said it. Hot take. Okay. We'll do it at the end. We'll decide at the end. Um, I one of my favorite things about this is all the scenes in the club where we get to see where we, we get diff- different music. Oh yeah. yeah uh, I feel like the music really adds a, another flavor mm-hmm. to well, the show. A big part of the show is Mariah talking about black culture and black history, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect way to show community and culture through the lens of Black America via music because they are the reason we have 
half of the music genres we right. have now. And so it's just so great. Every episode has a different band. Mm-hmm. And they're all real bands. Those are and they're real, amazing. Yeah, and they're all great. And it's just great to see this club that has a history in this town of being owned by a black family. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's interesting because Mariah is obviously self-deluding herself when oh she's God, so much. when she, she's talking about how what she does is legal. And I'm like, woman, you are taking money, money. that you know is <laughs> ill-gotten. That yes. does not, it doesn't magically become clean when you when use you it, to, it. Yeah. to build houses. So, yeah. yeah, I like the the difference though between her and Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, of, he's essentially... Embrace. personification of hyper masculinity and you know the only way to really achieve what i want is through violence and she's like ah, you know we're, we're gonna do shady things but it's all about the legacy mm-hmm. and i don't also like the her, violent part building a community oh yeah she actually is, cares about said community right and it goes with your idea of he's hyper masculinity and she's the other side of that coin well yes violence you know i'm not gonna be mad when you throw this dude off the roof <laughs> but at the same time we should be building something good for our families and children and community because without those things you can't fucking do any of this other stuff mm-hmm. yeah she's she's a little blind about you know I, I think for her the ends justify the means but I do really, really like how invested she is in her community and how she really cares about the people. That it's not a front. Like we, yeah. we see her going out and talking to, to those kids at the at the rally, and she knows all of them by name. It's she doesn't she doesn't have an aide next to her saying names in her ears, which would which would be totally understandable yeah, for a political yeah, right. political figure. Fine. But she actually knows all of them by name, knows you know which kid is going to eat six hamburgers and all that other stuff. That she, I love that she really cares. Uh-huh. Yeah, about the community. It definitely the entire show has much many more <clears throat> layers than Daredevil, even than Jessica Jones. I'd say like she had some, but this is like. Well, I think the difference there is like Luke Cage and Daredevil are basically the same show, different neighborhoods, different hero, but there's a bad dude, and you're fighting mm-hmm. for what's right. Jessica Jones is a story about assault and mind control and abuse and how you as a person might get through that and Mm -hmm. so most of that show is people's stories of what they did or did not do Mm -hmm. and so it's not really comparable to the Mm -hmm. other two um they both are written and filmed and they do different things yeah i mean i feel like you 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 could draw a connection between all three of them as being how do you decide what the right thing is and how Mm -hmm. to do the right thing um and how how do different people define that but yeah, but like you got your your sort of a level vigilante stories, um, and then Je- Jessica Jones is much more about emotion and yeah. her, um, her emotional journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious one thing, like having now talked and thought about it uh, with Daredevil, if one of the reasons like it is so dark is because he's blind, so essentially would only see darkness, and maybe it's more. Of I mean, a that could be a thematic cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all three but of these shows are dark, and it's annoying. <laughs> it Even is very tough. So much more light I'm sorry, in this but one, Mike though. Is oh, a yeah. Very, very dark man. So when you put him in a black hoodie and film him <laughs> in night scenes, I'm like, come on. It's man. like, where is he? Yeah. He no, you just have to basically wait for him to start talking. You're like, oh, I got him. Yeah. I got him. He's no, up. there's some pretty crappy lighting choices in this show. We were, we were, we just, were just talking. I read an article like um, nine, nine or 12 months ago because he was on The Good Wife and he was talking about how, or yeah, he was on The Good Wife and he was talking mm-hmm. about how when he first started 
got into acting and a little bit even on The Good Wife, there's this problem when he does scenes because everything is lit for white people in Hollywood <laughs> uh-huh. and here. And so they'd have the scene perfectly lit for everyone who's going to be in it. And then he'd walk in this like mass of darkness because uh-huh. he's basically walking nighttime. And then they would have to reshoot everything hmm. because you couldn't see him or like it, the light would shine in such a weird way where the, he's just glowing. It won't, you know, stuff mm, like that's that. That's interesting. And so I think that they, no matter what, because Hollywood just automatically excuse white, any show he's on, the lighting's going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, I think this one's probably one of the better lit shows just because the whole cast is black. And so they right. had to light it for black people like him yeah. and Cottonmouth are very dark skinned. Mm-hmm. So when they're in scenes together, like you have to think about that, mm-hmm. especially since they're usually in scenes at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they're in the club where it's very dimly lit. Or on mm-hmm. a roof in the darkness. <laughs> Pretend there's a moon. Give us a spotlight. <laughs> That's no moon. Where did Cottonmouth you... get a bazooka or whatever oh that was? Like, what? <laughs> I oh, love that he that? just has a bazooka. Also, like, overkill, bro. Take also, a breath. Walk around the block. Like, <laughs> I really love that he took that on himself he did not put that on one of his minions yeah he well apparently his minions can't get shit done yeah well his minions killed pop i know good god way to fuck up i I love that he was so mad too like there was so mm -hmm. much respect for pop still like i like when i like when he goes oh well you know i'll anonymously donate pop can rebuild it'll be fine and both shades yeah Yeah. and that other guy like oh this is gonna be awkward well dude and that's the thing though like the guy who plays cornell is just fucking on point. I was because say, how do we feel about Cornell Stokes as the villain here? I love him. Oh well, he's. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a douchebag. But no, the, he's great. Yeah, the, the guy who plays him, job. like especially in that scene, you could just like you could feel see the, the person working through the. Okay, well, this happened. Okay, how okay, how are we going to deal yeah. with this? Okay, we can do this yes. and this, and this will be the repercussion. Well, you, can, you can see the moment when the. the the light switch flips on him when he's together and calm and he's thinking and he's plotting. And then the second he finds out what really happened, he's like, Oh, he's like, well. All right, well, we're fucking done. And throws that dude off the roof. Yeah. I actually really Turk's did like, Turk come Turk up I'm going back to Hell Kitchen. Back to kitchen. Did Turk artists. come up before that or after? Before. It? No, Turk oh, okay. came up right after he found out Pops was killed. Okay. Turk shows up and goes, Yo, where's my money? And I'm like, Bro, read a room. Yeah. What are you doing? Not the time, buddy. Uh, no, I really, really liked. I think Cottonmouth is like second favorite villain up with um, David Tennant. Kingpin. Oh, no, I fucking uh, hate him. He's so unnerving. He's too scary and unnerving. Well, I mean, that he did a bang up job. No, he was a great villain. No. But I don't like villains. What I'm saying is, I liked Kingpin. I liked mm. watching Vincent D'Onofrio work, watching like him doing be a bang so up calm job in the car and door. then losing it and <laughs> yeah. like oh, killing man. someone with a car door, yeah. like Ooh. trying to awkwardly flirt with Vanessa. Like he was just so great to mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but that's how I feel about uh, Cornell. Somebody Ali. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I can't remember, but. That's how I feel about watching Cornell is like mm-hmm. he I like that his first instinct is laughter, but it's so menacing because, you mm-hmm. know, he's a killer. You know, he's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. So anytime he starts that like really great laugh, I'm like, oh, fuck, something's going to go. You're, oh, you're my not God. going to end well, yeah. as well. Uh, I think I, I always, Marshala Ali. Yes. Marshala. Yes. I always like the, the villains who put a lot of effort into their their appearance yes. that, that they're very they're polished yeah. because that tells me that they are exacting and um and just very controlled you know mm-hmm. because they every hair has to be perfectly yeah. in place well, every, like, every like the cuff legs have to match well, you know watching him he threw um 
Turk? What tone? Was it? No, tone. Tone. He tone. threw a tone yeah. off that thing and then turned around and while yelling at Turk, fixes his suit. Like, mm-hmm. it was great. It was nice watching him kind of like, he's still mad, but he's pulling himself yeah. in. And he's mm-hmm. Getting back into his shell kind of like that he lives in. Yeah, because anytime oh, there's that so level good. of control, you know there is a rage burning yes. underneath. I'm just like, I really like the casting in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Coulter is great. Um, Misty Knight. We Misty, haven't even talked about her. I know. It's crazy. Like, the casting in the show is great. Like, all four of them are amazing. Pops was great. Like, Claire, when she shows up, she's also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the writing is not the best. There's some pretty suck There's lines. There's some pretty, like, clunky dialogue in this. <laughs> and I just feel like they're trying really hard. And I'm like... You've like there's this scene between Misty and her partner, and you can tell they're a good team. They're close, they're personal, they're intimate, but in like a partnership way, not a gross way. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's this moment where she's telling this story, and he's doing that thing that you do with your friends, where you like interject comments, and she's rolling with it. And there's this moment where she's like, "Oh no, my dad used to drag me to the barber shop when he got his hair cut, and I just listened to them talk about basketball all day." And Scarf is like, "Oh, daddy's a little girl," and she like awkwardly takes a moment in her story to go always like it's just really weird (laughs) and i'm like if this were me and i was talking to my friend i would have just like nodded or like made an affirmative noise and then kept going with my story Mm -hmm. because it's implied already that she is a daddy's girl Mm -hmm. and knows it like it was just the the writing is a little bit awkward Mm -hmm. sometimes i loved her at the basketball good court actors that you don't really mind the yeah they can still sell it but yes yeah. watching her school that kid on the basketball cart in heels no less that's my court too Amazing. excellent loved it oh yeah taking him over to point at her initials uh-huh. yeah perfect <laughs> great misty knight for me is really frustrating i like her superpower where she can like put herself into a thing oh, yeah. and figure out and what happened I love, I love watching that. them do that i love the way they filmed it i mm-hmm. like her as a character but she has one of those things that drives me crazy in like your cop or like official character where they just refuse to believe shit even though it's like right in their plainly face. in front mm-hmm. of their face they just keep reaching for a- and i'm like it just she drives me crazy about this whole because at first she does not believe that he's bulletproof and then she <laughs> decides that he's a bad guy and i'm like you're a cop you know for a fact he is not a bad guy and then i don't know i mean no that's maybe her intuition at most that's telling her he's not a bad guy he was at no, two saying, different places where people have been murdered. Like there's there's some definite correlation there that I'm saying she's smart enough to put pieces together and someone who throws and, like, himself a across a room to protect a child from machine gun fire is not a murderer. You know, he's not a murderer of innocent uh, people. I don't know. People have layers and I just, well, just frustrated. And at, at, at this point the, the two dead people were both ostensibly bad guys right yeah yeah so, so it could be that he's more of a, a well, from her- i think it's just her line to scarf when she's like there's something just about that guy i don't like him i'm like you're being weird right now there's he has done literally nothing well to get they this also vibe from hooked you. up and then he left while she was still asleep that's that, no that doesn't make she him left a murderer well and they were awake that's right yes, okay never mind motherfucker eh, whatever anyway she has a thing that a lot of official characters, like who play agents or whatever, do, where it's just blindness to what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. She is obviously smarter and a better detective than that. So I'm more angry at the writers. Uh, I really like that in that scene you were just talking about with her and Scarf, where he he puts together that she and, and like, Lucas left. I know <laughs> he like, like picked that up. Real I fast. am a detective woman. Come on. <laughs> also, Scarf, nice really? little character beat. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I I like him. 
I like him a lot, actually. I was pretty bummed out when it turned out he was dirty. Because well, I spoilers. know how important... No, that was no. that's in the third se- episode. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, we're I was only in the on kitchen. episode two Let's right now. We were blending. <laughs> blending. <laughs> so, yeah, I was pretty bummed when he turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, a lot of the characters have really good beats. We were watching um, when the, the leader of the Mexican cartel comes over. I can't remember his name. Domingo? Domingo. He's just dropping those just fucking like, Snicker wrappers. I love that his character beat as a bad guy is he just loves tiny Milky Ways, but he only likes the first bite. That's all he'll have. The, the first bite is great. The rest is garbage. He just like litter. He's well, a he's a litterer who loves candy. Well, I think that was also a a very establishing dominance thing. It's, yeah, very but it was, obviously it was a weird choice. Oh yeah, no, I mean that was a great choice. I feel like it's what you said, where like we were talking about this, how like he's a small man. He's not a very tall man, uh-huh. but he very obviously walks into a room with can, charisma. Yeah, like he mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. That that thing where you walk in and you own command that presence. room, that yeah. presence, command yeah. presence, and so I think that's part of it. Is he is so not interested in posturing and masculinity bullshit mm-hmm. that his meaning, like his way of intimidating, is candy. Like that's <laughs> how little he gives a shit for Cornell's adherence to toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. This guy knows who he is. He knows what he can do, and he doesn't give a shit what you think. He's great. I love that guy. Yeah, it's one of, one of my favorite things is actors who are short but who own a room when yeah. they walk in. Like, and uh, not in like a Napoleon way. Like, yeah. They mm-hmm. just are awesome, and they know it, and they're not dicks about it. One of my favorite things on Veronica Mars was the guy who plays Weevil. Weevil! Is a, is a short man, but... When he stand like even when he stands next to Logan, who's like five inches taller than him, he, he you feel like he's the bigger guy in the scene he because just, like, he's like, got exuding. so much presence. Yeah, uh-huh. he just like has this aura of just like presence and command. I need like, to watch that still. God, it's, oh my God. One day, it's so good. I will I, tell you. I, I mean, I feel like this is going to sound like hyperbole, no matter what I say. But the first season of that show could be taught in like how to make a TV series. How to series. make a TV series huh. because wow. with an overarching arc and small arcs inside of it. Yeah, that and each, how to do it perfectly. That each episode there are no filler episodes. Mm-hmm. Each episode means lends its like moves the main uh, mystery forward. Either in a big way or a little way. But mm-hmm. each episode you learn something about the main mystery. That's cool. While she's doing tiny mysteries and all the yeah. tiny mysteries are important to an actual character on the show. It's great. Yeah, it's like because yeah, there the the two main mysteries that go throughout the whole series, one who killed Lily Kane and two who raped Veronica. Mm-hmm. And you go through the whole season and figure them out and it's just it's so perfect. It's such a tightly wound story and and it's like long. It's like yeah. 22, 22 episodes. episodes. And they fucking nail That's crazy. It. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. It's um, just a great Southern California noir, noir mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I think he's great, Domingo. I, I love him. And like they all command presence. It's mm-hmm. just nice. I don't know. The actors are good. Yeah. They yeah. got a killer cast. I feel like I've, I don't think I've ever seen the actress who plays Mariah in anything else. Andrew but, Woodard? Um, She's I, great. I was trying to think what, what else I might have seen Whoa. her in. I love her. She's in fucking oh, she's Star in so Trek First things. Contact, bro. Oh, holy shit. Yes. Oh, she you're is. supposed to be our Star Trek liaison. I know so much more about the TV shows than the movies. My I'll God. tell you right now, I love the movies. I know about the movies. Uh, and you, that one's one of my favorites. God, that you would love the movies. I know. Isn't it great? That, actually, that's a very interesting like breakdown. Is like you're you're a Star Trek movie person. She's you're a Star, Star Trek, Trek way better TV person. I can't yeah. be bothered with the TV, but I will go to a Star oh, Trek movie. Oh, you mean movie. the I don't care good stuff? Oh, I Hell yeah. yeah. I said it. I don't care what you say. I love. I even like the whale one. The I whale mean, one's amazing. The whale one's great. The, no one's arguing the, that. The the bad one is Nemesis uh, oh, with, with your boy. Um, 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 
God damn it. What is his name? Tom Hardy? Hardy. That's oh, really? it. It's not Tom Hardy. <laughs> what? <laughs> he would have been Tom like Hardy. four when that came out. <laughs> no, it is Tom Hardy. It's Star Trek Nemesis. It's Tom Hardy. Four-year-old Tom Hardy is yes. the bad guy? Yes. No. It <laughs> came out in like the late 90s. 90s. It's, it's the worst Star Trek movie. Wait, really? Star Trek Nemesis. No, it he was it's so terrible. Man, how he was Tom really? Hardy? Was uh, Tom so Hardy's 39. Young. Wow. He's old. I think it was one of the last. You're 34. Yep. I think Whoa. it was. The, yep. I think it was the honestly True the fun. last Star Trek uh, next gen movie, hmm. Star Trek Nemesis, and it was real bad, like painful. Oh, it's two thousand two. Okay. Yeah. That's like nineteen eighty. Terrible. <laughs> I said late nineties. It's basically the same. Everybody knows the nineties went until at least two thousand and four. Twenty five in that. Blah. Garbage. So, anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, how Andre did the Woodward. actors were? And Andre <laughs> She's Woodard. Excellent. Am I saying her name right, Andre? Can you? You have. I think that's. I think that's right. I know it's Woodard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's she's so great. I I like all the different dimensions of her character. Mm-hmm. I love her with Cottonmouth. I I, th- I feel like when I started watching the show, I worried that she would be easily swayed by his presence, uh-huh. and that she was sort of that she was the front man, and she mm-hmm. was like facilitating his underworld stuff. But she holds her own mm-hmm. in every scene. Almost, well. she sways him. Oh yeah, he likes to think that he's the one in charge, mm-hmm. but she she is his puppeteer. Which Has I love. Has it gone how much into their backstory? I do not remember. No, so far all we know is that they are family. They are grandchildren, grandchildren mm-hmm. of Mama, Mama Mabel, Mama Mabel yeah. who used to be a powerhouse, and their cousin. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, she's the older one. Uh, Alfrey. Alfrey Woodard. I knew it was wrong. Alfrey yeah. Woodard. She's great. great. Also, do you know what else I love about her character? Hmm. She does not wear heels. She ain't got down for heels. She has flats. She's got she does, work to like, do. Baby kitten heels, but mm-hmm. she Alfred Woodard is like, I'm not fucking rolling around this place in heels. Are you Shit crazy? Hurts. Well, I feel like that's that's real. That a lot of uh, Politician lady politicians women, they can't you can't wear heels all day, yeah. especially as when you're not 25 anymore. Yeah. You're like shit, man. I got shit to do, places to go. I got babies to kiss and things to sign. Oh, you know who we haven't talked about? Who I love? Shades. Yes. Yeah. Shades. I love Shades so Honestly, much. Oh my goodness. His performance in this makes me want to go back and watch I want to watch Sons of Anarchy and I hear he's not even that great in it like not that he's not an actor great like he's a good actor but his character is not intimidating like this his Mm -hmm. character is kind of a lame fuck up and I'm I can't imagine it because he's so good in this he's like competent and scary and menacing but also he smiles and you're just like oh yes whatever you want yeah he seems like a very I definitely thought he was blind at first Second. <laughs> Apparently he's not. He's not. He's an excellent like second in command. Like he does mm-hmm. not step on Cottonmouth Cornell's toes mm-hmm. at all. Not he, the way Tone did. Exactly. Yeah, he very tone. much knows his place, but he also will challenge. Yeah. Him. He's a good right hand mm-hmm. man. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the that's the mark of a good first lieutenant. Yeah. Is somebody who. What do they call it in the mob? That a consigliere. I can't do it. Consiglieri? Consiglieri. I was missing that what second is, hard What is happening? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but somebody who will follow your lead, who is extremely loyal, but who, when they think that your plan is risky or dumb, will say it not in public, but will pull you right. aside. Pull you yes. like, your plan is risky and dumb. Are you sure about this? Like, I got your back, but like, can we yeah. maybe have a conversation? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. They should call it the breaker. Yes. That's what they should call it. 
Yeah, Holy Riker shit. is like the best at that. Oh, it's like, is, does he like sit on chairs weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has he grown a beard? What, what, are you, what do you mean? You gotta the grow Riker? a beard. There's so many the Rikers. I swear to God, if Shades grew a five o'clock shadow, I would sexually combust. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the idea that Shades doesn't recognize Luke because <laughs> Luke's clean shaven. Afro and his giant hobo beard. <laughs> Guys, we've watched. Was it. he never shaved in jail? I think he when he came in, I think that he already had some stubble, mm-hmm. and he just stopped He's like, giving Fuck a it. shit. Right, right. Yeah. And I also so he grew a sadness way, beard. Yeah, the way yeah. that he carried himself in he prison was, was a lot different than mm-hmm. the way he carries himself here. And also, Shades thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. So it's like your own... The, way, you don't own, the only way you like, perceive the world is what mm-hmm. you're already expecting. So right. he expects Luke to be dead. He's not going to like... Till later. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and then he also had, he didn't go by that name. He didn't go by that and name in prison. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can't wait for the next couple of episodes because yes. we get to see the evolution Spoilers. of Luke Cage's <laughs> afro, which That's is so great. our favorite character in this entire <laughs> show. Because at one point he's just completely let it go, and it is the puffiest, softest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I want to put my face. In I it. just want to cuddle it. I want to like. <laughs> I just want to go to there. The hobo beard a little less. It looks like he's yeah. carrying around mice in it. <laughs> Orc Dave. Orc Dave. Oh, that'd be all right. That would be okay. Orc Luke. Ooh, Kenneth is going to work on Tuesday with uh, Santa stuff. Bobbles in his... in his beard. I don't know. Oh, my God. That's like so for Christmas. Cute. Yes. Yeah. Please take pictures. Oh, the, I tried to get him to do the glitter, and he was like, no, glitter nope, that's going to get forever. What if you made, like, your mustache green like it was a tree, and then you could have presents and things underneath it? Oh, my it? God. <laughs> <laughs> Like your face is a tree. That's that's a thing. What if like you did do like green like this and then just hung present at the bottom? Ah! Like, <laughs> I think we, if we went to Claire's, we could find hair clips that were shaped like presents. I thought That'd we could. Horrible. Oh, probably. I'm telling you. Either probably, Claire's or yeah. the icing, which is the same. Uh-huh. Same. <laughs> yes. The icing. It's just it's... called icing by oh. Claire's. Was it? It's hey. Yeah. So let's talk about how Luke Cage has some really good commentary on black people in society and how we keep saying, hey, all you have to do to get by in life, you know, just keep your head down, don't make trouble. And that's what he tries to do. And, and yeah, it blows up in his face. Yeah. He's just, he's working two jobs. You know, he's trying to, he's trying his best to fly under the radar and just live. Yeah. And yet. And it, because it's interesting, like, you know, him. even like Pops is the one who pushes him and says, you know, you, you can't just keep doing this like you you know you need to go make a difference you have these abilities yeah. get out there be making a difference and luke's like nah nah man i'm cool i'm just gonna stay here and then kaboom everyone dies well yeah Except he luke. owed him a favor because apparently he can move refrigerators yeah move that was so funny he just picks up that washing machine one-handed <laughs> show off um this oh, whole show is a commentary about how america the... has basically screwed black america forever mm-hmm. we well, yeah, that that uh, Cottonmouth has a, a line about we need to focus more on on black excellence and that's what he wants his club to be mm-hmm. and i think that's that's really great and i feel like you get the two different sort of spins on that between cottonmouth and mariah with mariah trying to to build everybody up through basic necessity through housing and and food Education. and schooling and stuff mm-hmm. and and cottonmouth focusing more on the arts the arts mm-hmm. on and which i think are both which is key factors hurston and langston hughes mm-hmm. and the authors that they talk about on the oh, show yeah. is all the artist side and mm-hmm. shaft and shaft <laughs> can't forget shaft man i love shaft shut your mouth <laughs> 
I really liked the moment when they were having that conversation. It's just like four black dudes in a barbershop talking about authors and Mm -hmm. all of the authors are black authors Mm -hmm. because I know that most of America who watch this show has either, you know, if they're like me, they've read these authors and heard of these, you know, they have an English or I don't think most of America has an English degree. I'm just saying that's projecting or there are people like me who know those authors. Yeah. Yeah. English degrees. And then the rest of people who don't, Went out and looked and up looked those up authors. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds like, interesting. Oh, they're talking about this thing. I should know more. And so I just like that pop culture wise, this show being on Netflix, being Bringing able to do what it to... wants, being fully black community and culture to white America is so awesome. And yeah. watching that scene was really like, it's important. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it made me think of uh, two things. One, that I love that we're, we are in the, the barbershop, which is such a staple of... Mm-hmm. Not just, I think, is a staple of the black community, but has also become a stereotypical movie place like to put black barbershop. Yeah, <laughs> um, but at, at, and it seems like in the movies they're always just talking about sports, which is fine mm. because I'm sure pe- dudes in barbershops do talk about sports. But I love that we're talking about literature right. mm-hmm. in addition to basketball. Actually, I'd like mm-hmm. to say in the film *Come America*, starring Eddie Murphy, <gasps> there is a barbershop. His- and they do talk about sports, but they also talk about culture and books. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Gotta have everything. I, love that movie. I have movie. seen that movie. Um, yeah. But I also oh love my gosh. Like you said, I've seen that movie. I love them talking about literature written by, by black men throughout history because so mm. often what we teach in high school is all dead it's white all dudes. All dead white dudes. And I want I want more. Ooh, I want my people. <laughs> You're dead? Yeah, it's yes. real awkward. I took a, I took a black Peter, apparently. history, like a black literature class is one of my, um, one semester in college. And it was one of the better like book reading semesters because mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times I've been forced to read the Scarlet Letter. It's yeah, like seven. Right. Once in high school and then like three fucking times in college. And I'm like, really? Nobody else was writing books then? Like there's nobody else we can fucking read? For, for, for how short it is, I have a... I have a rage inside of me about the old man in the sea. Like, oh, fuck, fuck you. That guy. Fuck you and your fish. Hemingway and Melville and that other one, they can all fucking eat a bag of shit and die. <laughs> okay, so rolling back to Luke Cage. Oh right God. after the literature scene, we have uh, Cornell and his cohorts roll into the the barbershop. That so and that scary. was such a good scene. That was such and just a good like, scene. Luke, menace. Yeah. Menace. And like Luke, like, hey, I've got Luke's these clean the towels. Do you need me to take out those dirty ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, uh, no, it's also like, good. Well, Even beyond that, the, the superhero counting, counting yeah. where he mm-hmm. was like 12 feet, two guns, two men, four seconds, four, four seconds. seconds. Like, mm-hmm. And Beatrice pointed out, like, I'm sad they never used that again. We yeah. never saw him, like, like, take apart a room like that because well, it reminded me of the robert downey jr jr sherlock holmes movies yeah he does I the fight math so much let's watch that so good. Oh, uh, but but yeah i would i would have liked it if they had I'd included that now. more uh-huh. um, yeah because just a never great, go home that's another character beat of like luke like we know in this movie now we know he's a good fighter but there's no real part of his history that states he's trained at all or he's yeah. military or he did anything we yeah. don't find out till later it's because he was in a fucking fight club in right. prison <laughs> But like, well, and he was seen... a cop before that, right? Oh, that's right. He was a cop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about so that. So maybe that's where that comes from—is the cop as a cop. He's yeah, the assess- identifying the room. Yeah. See, and that would have been so much fun to like have him do that more often. Well, because and I feel like the the stereotype of the black man as a fighter is always that he he's just a brawler. he's a brawler. Yeah. He's, he's a brute that he doesn't have. Like, any... Yeah, not even pop. a brawler. He's just a brute. A brute. It's like a like a rhinoceros mm-hmm. in like a 
like they a just china shop. that it's yeah. just it's no it's no thought it's no strategy it's just punching and punching mm-hmm. and kicking and yeah. so i really liked that that idea that he thinks through every fight before he goes right. into it mm-hmm. well, which is of- also interesting because he then goes and says i don't need what diamond head you guys help diamond me. back diamond back diamond back to be diamond back and you and it there was still oh no he was talking thought. about Domingo I don't need Domingo to be Domingo okay yeah and there was still thought even going into any of those situations you can see that he can already assess the situation yeah. and see mm-hmm. what's going on try to anticipate what will happen um, well, and I, I even like going into the compound or whatever and I like that he destroyed all the guns that shows a, mm-hmm. a, a foresight as well yeah it's so interesting that like in this show he is a very large very dark black man and the stereotype of that is not great mm-hmm. so i like that he is educated he's eloquent he's soft-spoken he can handle himself in a fight but he's obviously trained you know he has passion and all this stuff and i just really like how many stereotypes they're working on mm-hmm. just fucking dismantling mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, i feel like the stereotype of the angry black man is one that Rough. lingers yeah, and well it's... and like that was we didn't you check out his first couple issues when luke cage first came out it was Ugh. not good no because there were the heroes for hire that went back to the 70s of him and and danny rand which i tried to read but i couldn't get into the art but then around the same time that they put out jessica jones they were put they were launching that marvel max line mm-hmm. and so they had jessica jones or they had alias and then they did a luke cage and a punisher max and I love Luke Cage, and so I was trying to to go into those as well, but it's just, it's terrible. I mean, I should have known, because the cover art is awful. <laughs> it's like one of the, the cover arts it's is like a close-up of Luke's mouth smiling, and then he's got a gold teeth insert that says Cage. Hmm. And that's just not who Luke is as a character. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was a lot of just real stereotypical, like, ugly stuff. You there. want good Luke Cage? You read uh, New Avengers. Yes, right after they rebooted That's why it. I love so Luke good. Cage. <laughs> uh, I just want him, Spider Man, and Wolverine to like cruise around together and be besties. Be Didn't really Luke cute. and Jessica have Wolverine babysit their kid once? Yeah, so great. <gasps> well, they also had a Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl, and she defeated what Doom? Yes. Yeah. While watching the baby. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> because Squirrel Girl does not lose. She doesn't. She's lose. beaten Galactus. She also by she, being friendly. She's Squirrel Girl. She yeah. also hooked up with Wolverine at one point. I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't though? Come on! I loved that because it was when she came to babysit for I them. Need a minute. And she passed Logan in the hall, and he's like being super awkward. And she's like, "Just be cool. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it." Ah! <laughs> oh my god! I love Squirrel Girl so much. I have to read everything she's ever written. Anyway, yeah, Luke Cage. So yeah, good. it's good. good. I like it. Would watch. It's, it's tough when you're dismantling stereotypes because I feel like a lot of the time you your initial reaction is to go gravitate the hundred hundred and eighty yeah. mm-hmm. opposite, opposite direction, direction, which doesn't help either because then you you completely emasculate your character. You make them I don't know. It's it, because then it feels like aren't we doing good work? Yeah, it feels aren't we very doing great. Pandery. Yeah, and that's not what this is. I think they do a good job. They have. All like every male character is a different version of a male character. Like mm-hmm. it's all different types, all different kinds. And uh, same with the women. All the women are different versions of women. We have the waitress we met in the bar, mm-hmm. who you know she's just trying to get a job done. She's a little uncomfortable, but she's willing to work. We have Misty Knight, who's like a badass cop. We have Mariah, who's a politician, and mm-hmm. the mom, who's like real thirsty. It's yeah. just it's just <laughs> nice. Every character is a full character, and sometimes you only see them for like a quick minute. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. She comes to pick up her kid from the the barber shop, and she's wearing that dress. Yeah, she changed into that dress. Yeah, yeah. that that's a whole lot of dress, girl. You didn't. You <laughs> that's didn't. A night dress, not a not a mm-hmm. day dress. It's not a. I just want to take a coffee, girl. We know what you want. <laughs> we all want that. Although, doesn't he also talk to Misty about? Oh, did if you want to have coffee again? Yeah, let she, me know. he yeah. stole that from her. Are you sure? I thought the first night in the club. When they're leaving, she was like, do you want to get a cup oh, no, of coffee? Oh, no, she, that's true. She Both said, women said that to Luke. Yes, and yeah. then he uses it on Claire. Yeah, He's, yeah, because yeah, he says back to Misty, <laughs> I don't drink coffee. And she says, neither yeah. do I. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a lie. She is a cop. Yeah. But there's one thing I know about cops is they love coffee and donuts. Look, man. <laughs> hey, but who doesn't love coffee and donuts? I love donuts. Oh, uh, coffee's so good, though. Oh, okay. I love caffeine. And yes. coffee delivers it in a very efficient system. There you go. Into my face. Except he didn't want coffee water this morning. It's weird. I love when you drink coffee and Red Bull at the same time. Look, I don't. It <laughs> me out. I don't like my heart. So <laughs> or his kidneys. That's yeah. why I'm going to cut one out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So, um, what else is in the first three? Oh, yeah. Uh, Luke knocking over a bunch of Cornell's safe houses to get that the money. Was, yeah, that was put a together. really good plan. Uh, I love, yeah, that and it's was just a good really plan. fun to watch. I loved the girl that was on some sort of drugs just laying there, and they're like, Do you remember you anything, anything about it? He's really he was hot. Fine. <laughs> he was fine. Fine. Sorry. My bad. He is fine, girl. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, couch coming out the window. Oh, fuck your couch! Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck this couch, fuck you too. I laughed for a couple of minutes about one guy who rushes Luke holding an honest-to-God machete. machete. Yeah, like, bro, why do you have that? No, so that guy but... bought that machete on clearance last year. He's been waiting to use it, and he only got to have it in his fight for four seconds. Oh, well, you know, like, he fucking swaggers around the hideout with that thing, <laughs> thinking he's the shit, and everyone else is like, motherfucker, like, Chico knew what the machete doing? was in there, though. That was a known thing. When they're in the hospital talking about it, you can't go in there. That place is Fort Knox. They have guns. They have this. They have... It's dark... Yeah, what we're saying is that guy just has that machete because he oh, yeah. just loves it. Yeah, no, because he's a tool. <laughs> what did he say? It's a beehive of... Misery! misery. Yes. <laughs> a beehive of misery. I love it. <laughs> was it misery or suicide? No, it was misery. 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 I mean, that, that paints a picture. Yeah. yeah. Although they didn't look that miserable, and that no, no, Chico was saying for whoever goes uh, at them, gotcha. it is okay. a beehive. I was like, they look fine, and isn't that no, her they're office? Like, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a lot of dudes with automatic guns to Just be chilling. in a like an office building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like their water cooler talks must be interesting. <laughs> are you going to disagree with me? I don't think you are. Hey, we got that beat True. down last week. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch the hills? <laughs> Oh my god, I know they watch the hills. So that is our show. We hope you're watching Luke. Actually, we hope you've watched Luke Cage at yes, this point. Yes. And aren't like your slacker host, Malia and Kenneth, who have only seen the first date, because we're terrible. Uh, it's only two weeks! You got two weeks! Yeah, it's going to be real rough when I have to actually start watching TV again. So I like tea. Let us know what you thought of the show, of the first three episodes. We're going to be covering the next four, four mm-hmm. next week. And also, we apparently definitely recommend you read New Adventures. Oh, New Adventures yes. and great. the new um, uh, Iron Fist Power Man yes. comic. It's good too. Oh, I heard that was good. Yeah, I like it. It's it's a little I weird with wait. Jessica Jones, I'm but sorry. I w- Danny's not in Luke Cage, so I'm pretty excited for. I want there to be a Danny Luke moment in Danny's show. Yeah, I just want them to be besties, best friends. Yeah, and they should always be together. It was so weird to me that they have separate shows. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's, that's why I'm hyped for the Defenders. Also, I can't wait for Misty to meet Danny because they're love. Yeah. And Gabe. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll be back so next awkward week. awkward when they talk about the fact that Misty and Luke boned. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> from the that episode we just Maybe talked about. <laughs> anyway, that's our show. We will be back next week. Same damn time, same pow channel. A wop bam boom to You are trained. Use words. Tutti fruity. Tutti fruity. Tutti fruity is a word.